Hey, what up, Pig Freaks? Welcome back to the pod. On today's episode, we're discussing The Whale, a 2022 film produced by A24 that has won multiple Oscars. If that still doesn't ring a bell, it is also the famous Brendan Fraser fat suit movie. If you're enjoying the pod, please make sure you subscribe to Pick Freaks on your preferred platform and leave us a nice little five-star review. On that note, let's get into it. Okay, it's childish, can't be no homegirl, drop it like the NASDAQ. Move white girls like this coat up my ass crack. Move black girls, cause man, fuck it, I'll do either. I love pussy, I love bitches, dude, I should be running Peter in a Did you guys pay for it when you watched yeah. it the first time? Oh, for some reason I thought it was free, but I guess I must have just, like, paid for it on Amazon so quickly I didn't even think about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah you, you mentioned that, and I was, like, looking for it, and then I had to pay for it. Or maybe I like bought it and then left and then went back to it and it was just there because I was like, okay, so just for the record, if you are wanting to watch this movie, you have to pay for it on Amazon Prime or whatever you rent movies. Yes. But on that note, Owen, why don't you get us started and tell us why you picked The Whale this week? Um, I picked The Whale just because I heard that it, it was up for best film, wasn't it? At least best actor. Right. Brendan Fraser is up for best actor. The... Supporting actor, I forget her name. She was also up for best supporting oh, really? actor, which, in my opinion, after seeing the movie, is kind of crazy. They must have some really bad supporting actors because I don't think that she was very good. I disagree. Really, Brendan Fraser, I thought was amazing. I thought he did an awesome job, but I thought everyone else that was in that movie was an awful actor. But I think the movie oh, wow. was trying to, it was based to try to be more of like a set, um, like a play. So it maybe was supposed to be that way. I'm not yeah. entirely sure. So I maybe I'm a bad judge on that, but I just thought the whole time watching the movie, I was like, Man, this is some really terrible acting. Um, I can confirm it I because when I was watching it, I was like, Oh, like they never leave this single scene. I'm like, this must have been a play or written to be like a play. And I was just reading about it before, and they did. It is an adaptation of a play. Yeah, I saw that at the end in the credits, which make I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, this would be a perfect play because it's mm-hmm. all in one room. So, you but just- reason why I picked it is because I really wanted to watch the movie. Figured this is the best platform to do it, and was like, I don't think that they watched it because we brought it up before. I appreciate that you picked it because I actually talked about this movie with one of my coworkers, and I was like, I I can't bring myself to watch it. And they were like, yeah, it's one of those eat your vegetables types of movies where it's like, it feels like you should watch it, but you don't necessarily like want to. You just know it's good. Yeah, I just didn't want to watch it because the guy just looks so disgusting. Even though I watch my 600 pound life, I, I like the real the real stuff, I guess. Not this playboy you, stuff. You don't want that fake shit? No. I want the real <laughs> big whales. <laughs> Um, I actually watched my 600 pound life too. And I don't know if it was just like subconsciously. I was like, Oh, let's throw this on just because I knew we were about to watch this. Um, that show is entertaining as hell. Oh, I got so addicted to it. It was the 1000 pound sisters is what I was watching. Yeah. Yeah, They seem kind of wacky. Yeah. After a while though, it's, it's the same thing. Makes you feel better about your life. I feel bad about for them 
like having not being able to do the same things. One lady got tired just standing. And I'm like, damn. And they showed that in this movie where it was like tough for him to stand where he's out of breath, couldn't do anything, leaned on the table, turned it over. I was like, damn, all right. Well, I guess that's not, if I didn't see that show, I would have been like, that's over, overreacting. But I guess it's not. Yeah. Before we get into the first like segment, what is the story behind Brendan Fraser again? Like he had the mummy and then he just kind of got blacklisted from Hollywood for a while. Yeah. I don't know why. But yeah, he was big in the 90s. I mean, he was in Encino Man, The Mummy. He was in Dickie Roberts, which I watched recently, which is really good. Uh, yeah. um, but no, while, while I was watching it, because I think it opens up with his voice, and I'm like, wow, he sounds exactly like John Hamm. So I think if you re-listened, you would hear that. Yeah. And it made me think, like, you ever hear like these theories that like sometimes people are just like replaced by other actors? Like, Brendan Fraser probably pissed somebody off, so they just found John Hamm, and now John Hamm took all the Brendan Fraser roles because it kind of makes sense. Very similar. Did you ever see the uh, him at like the Oscars and he's he's clapping at something? <laughs> I feel like ever since that moment, he just didn't have any roles. He like claps like this, and he he looks like he looks kind of special needs. <laughs> Brendan get- Fraser did that. I gotta see that. It's like bad editing. Where he like his reaction is so delayed and the way he claps. Yeah. So you think one bad clap <laughs> ends your career in Hollywood? I feel like I've been in situations like that where your body just does it wrong and you're like, fuck, that felt awkward, was awkward. And if someone saw it, I'd get called out for it. So that's probably for the best that they didn't give him some roles, let him recover from that clap though. I do think the real reason he fell off, I think there was some kind of like sex scandal, like where he was not putting out to like producers. I swear that if you researched it, I think that's the actual reason. Like he would refuse to like do stuff for certain people. So good for him. I like to stick with this clap story because <laughs> I could stomach that one a little bit better and it's a little more PG. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're all about that. All right, think he's going to have any roles after this, though. I think this is kind of his peak again. I, I can't imagine he's going to have. He doesn't seem like that dynamic of an actor, even though he's like has all these roles. Like you kind of know it's Brendan Fraser. That's how I kind of feel, at least. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I would guess no. He does not get a lot of roles. I bet they give him one more shot and something else, and it doesn't do well, and then it's over for him. Yeah, I don't know. I think that he did super good in this. So I think it's got to be the right role. But also, there's a little bit of like wearing fat suits is like somewhat problematic now. So they might cancel him again for like wearing a fat suit, pretending to be fat instead of giving it to a person that's actually obese. But I don't know if you find a lot of actors that are that size. So I, I don't I don't know. That can actually function on a 12-hour set, like, all day yes. long. Like, yes. That wasn't, like, this movie took a lot of criticism for not hiring a fat person, but it's like, they they can't function on a set. Like, that's... R- right. No matter what, you hire a fat person that's an actor, you're going to have to make them fatter to play mm-hmm. that role. Or, I don't know, base, base all acting just out of that person's house, because he literally doesn't leave the house. And I think that that's totally accurate for a person this size i don't think they can completely no. agree i mean what what if it was the opposite what if it was like a super skinny person what would you have to right? hire like, a skinny person like 
Yeah, they literally like actors just lose the weight to be that person. And I think that there's criticism around that too. But you can't win. You literally you can't. can't win. If you're just a normal actor, then like that that's normal, the role is played by every <laughs> define it. Rewind. Define normal. Let me let me <laughs> rewind here real quick. Uh just your everyday actor that you see in most movies that play like a normal in quotations actor is what everyone gets mad about on screen and say like, why don't they ever hire someone that looks fat to play that role? It's always got to be the handsome guy or something. So that's what I, I just, the standard actor is a better word that you well, see in Hollywood. Here's what they could have done. They could have hired like a skinny person to play them and not put them in the fat suit. So it's just like a 180 pound normal looking person yeah. on the couch. <laughs> but we just have to imagine that they're 600 pounds. That would be pretty good. <laughs> no, I like the idea of just like a guy that's a little slightly chubby, you know, <laughs> acting the same way. And they're like, you're going to fucking die. You got one week to live. <laughs> God, that would cause way more like body dysmorphia in, in, in the country if they did that. He's like 195, 5'9, something like me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, and did you want to talk about the actual prep work and challenge of the movie first, or did you want to get into your little competition? Well, uh, why don't we go over Break the Ice with a little competition? It's not so much a competition, but a little more fun bracket that I got going on. So a little opener for everyone. For as long as we remember, fat suits have played an intricate role in visual media. But as time goes on, we will find they will be used less and less while we try to hire a fat person in replace of the suit. They have been used in comedies like Austin Powers and The Nutty Professor, as well in dramas like The Whale or Elvis. I think it's time we let the makeup artist and costume designer shine and battle it out to see who's better. Fat suits for comedy or fat suits for drama? Get ready, because competition is about to get heavy. I'm crying. I'm tearing up. It's beautiful. (laughs) So I have a bracket where we are going to compare, see who reigns supreme in fat suit competition do they do it better in dramas when you have to wear a fat suit or comedy so let me share my screen to go over our bracket i don't know many dramas where they wear fat suits just you wait and see wow the uh, oh my god yeah why is logan roy up there that's because it's a drama that's the drama side (laughs) so drama No, but that's just to show that this is the side of dramas. And then over here, we have the, the master father comedy, Charlie Chaplin, for the and comedy I, In Owen's brain, there's like two things. There's succession and Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> there's nothing in between. I don't think there's anything else in life that you need. So what we're going to do is we're going to see who's going to win. So... We'll go over the competition. Kevin and Dennis, you'll decide who you think is going to win between the two competitors. And I'll be the tiebreaker if there ever is one. But as it goes on, I'll just move to the next round. So for the first round. Oh, and and can I just describe this really quick? Absolutely. Sorry. All right. So I, I did grab a screenshot of Owen's bracket, but we basically have a March Madness style bracket with, um, drama on one side, comedy on the other. So it looks like the drama 
contestants are going to be battling it out for the championship and the comedy will be battling it out for the championship and then they will meet in the finals, correct? That is correct. Okay, interesting. Owen, get into it. So for the drama side, we have for the first competition, it is that number one seed, I would think, is Brendan Fraser in The Whale versus Denise Nickerson as she was Violet in Charlie of the Chocolate Factory. So between those two fat suits, who do you guys think so was wait, better? You think Charlie and Chocolate Factory was drama? Was that a drama movie? <laughs> it is considered a drama, yes. I would put it in drama. It's not funny. <laughs> uh, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, as we know, my girlfriend loves it when we mention her on the pod. So I just want to point out that my girlfriend did want to dress up as Violet Beauregard for Halloween this year, but she backed out. Yes, and I, I remember that, and I was very disappointed. I was too, because yeah, I think she was going to wear the fat suit and everything, but because I don't remember what she wanted as. She went as Kim Possible, basically went in her closet and thought, like, okay, what can I make a costume out of my normal clothes? But continue, Owen. So it sounds like she'd have a good idea or who she thinks would win between these two. It might be an upset, but what do you guys think, Brendan Fraser or Denise Nickerson as Violet and Charlie of Chocolate Factory? Who wins? I go Fraser. I go Fraser. All right. Maybe recency bias, but got to go with Frazier. All right. Brendan Frazier is moving on to the semifinals. Um, now we're going to go over to comedy where Mike Myers is fat bastard in Austin Powers versus Robin Williams and Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, you know, Austin Powers, like, when I was little, I didn't know really know it was a different guy. I thought it was really just a fat guy. <laughs> so I so think he did it, a good job. This is Doubtfire. I always knew it was him in there because they kind of go through the whole thing. And like, this is a man. This is definitely a man that's dressed as a woman. Fat bastard. You don't, you're like, who is this fat actor? So I go, fat bastard. Let me play devil's advocate here, Dennis. Not only is Robin Williams playing a fat person, he's playing a female. Come on. What is, a, what is a woman, Kevin? <laughs> um, I, I would have to agree with Dennis because Mike Myers, he really, when I was a kid, I had no idea he played Dr. Evil, gold member, fat bastard. He really did stand out. Yeah, that's that's fair. I would have thought, too, that Robin Williams, it wasn't so much a fat suit. It was more just like a, a boob suit. And, yeah. you know, maybe it wasn't a maybe it wasn't a costume for him. Maybe that was just what he felt comfortable with, but we'll never know. Cause RIP to Robin yeah. Williams. Mrs. Doubtfire, the, the best scene in that is when he his like brother is doing the makeover and uh, he's in the salon chair. I don't know if you remember the scene and they're singing that song. I haven't seen uh, Mrs. Doubtfire in a long, long time. Kevin, you, I, would I, love, I, you would love I, this scene. All right. Maybe I'll watch that soon. <laughs> I don't recall that whatsoever. Either. Oh my god, it's so good. I almost oh, I do remember that. I remember when he's making. He's, doesn't he say he's like, "I'm going to make you beautiful" or something yeah. like and that? Then he did, yeah, like, try a bunch of different outfits. Like, like shit. Different. I need to see that. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Uh, I almost brought up Robin Williams earlier because he is. Um, when you're talking about Brendan Fraser, like, is this like his new path? Like, Robin Williams definitely went down that path of becoming like a major drama star after doing like silly Mrs. Doubtfire and other type of movies. So you think that Brendan Fraser just plays an obese guy for the rest of his career? That's the only way that he's brought back. 
I think he's Robin Williams in it. Yeah, I do. I think Brendan Fraser has like not even one percent of the personality that Robin Williams had. He <laughs> seems so dry. We'll save that for another bracket challenge. <laughs> uh, the next one that we're going to move on to, we're going to stick with comedy right here, is Goop's very own Gwyneth Paltrow wore the fat suit in Shallow Hell. I didn't even notice that that didn't recognize that was her until I was doing some fat suit research, <laughs> which was very adept. <laughs> but Gwyneth Paltrow and Shallow Hell versus Eddie Murphy in The Nutty Professor. I put only him as the Nutty Professor, not every other person he plays, just like how Mike Myers played every single person. Do you think Shallow Hell could be made nowadays? No, that's like one that 100% cannot be made nowadays. Because I'm just thinking about the scene like she's, she's like sitting on a bench and like just completely breaks it and like cracks it. And that is a good movie, though. Yeah, I need to rewatch that one. It was a funny movie back in the day, but there's nothing about funny about fat suits nowadays. Uh, Verse Eddie Murphy and the Nutty Professor, and not just him as the Nutty Professor, but he was multiple fat suit peoples throughout that whole entire movie. So he was in and out of makeup all day long. They had to do so much makeup for him. Wow, I got to give him credit for that. Um, before we get into this, I do want to say that I have an Eddie Murphy impression that I want to hear how it sounds on mic. Uh oh. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. I've heard you do that before. I know. I want to hear how it sounds on actual microphone. It sounds good. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> that time sounded even better. So that actually reminded me of what he did that laugh. So. That's good. So I think it's safe to say that Kevin says that Eddie Murphy moves on to the next round. Dennis, what do you think? I say the same. I just love the one. <laughs> For some reason, I just imagine the crumps or whatever they're called and them sitting <laughs> on the table. And like, I don't know, this is probably so stupid, but like when I was little, I liked it. They're just like farting and. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's basically the whole movie is fart humor. And yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing that has to do with flubber. Is there? Is that a completely different movie with Robin Williams, or is that part of the Nutty Professor? It has nothing to do with it. Not even. <laughs> I think they both at one point have a, a vial of green stuff, and it's like bubbling. I think that's it. The green, uh, bubbly, uh, rubbery stuff was very big yeah. in the late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah, that might be can. They might be in like the same universe. You know, I they think, yeah. Be- that warrants its own separate podcast. We'll have to dig into that. <laughs> now, over to the drama side, we have John Travolta, who also played a woman in a fat suit in Hairspray, versus Tom Hanks in Elvis, being Elvis's agent. I forget the guy's name that he played, but... So I haven't seen either of these movies. Um, Damn, Dennis, I thought Hairspray was going to be like top five movies for you. I haven't seen it, but I do think John... First of all, I, there's no way you spell John Travolta right. Travel at. He smelled it like chocolate a lot. <laughs> I honestly, um, I, the worst part, the worst part about uh, Excel, it doesn't have spell check. So anytime <laughs> I have to spell out things in there, I'm like, dude, this is so wrong. Dennis, if you want to go first, though. Yeah, I was just going to say I picked John Travolta just because. I feel like he l- really liked this role and like dressing up as this woman in the fat suit. So 
I'm just going to go Elvis just because Owen looks like Tom Hanks and I like Austin Butler. But Kevin, the only reason I didn't want to watch Elvis was because of Austin Butler and he had such a punchable douchebag face, even though I would never punch someone ever. But I think he's a douchebag looking guy and I didn't watch the movie because of that. I felt the same way. Like I really hated him. Watched him on SNL. He was pretty good. And then I watched that Hot Ones and highly recommend it. I think you'll like the guy. He's just a very sweet, charming, like he still has that stupid voice, but like you can tell that it's not from like, like he's English. No, he, he's just like a very serious actor and just like very hardworking person. I think you would really like it. Watch that. So I'll Dennis, I'll I'll um concede and I'll go with John Travolta. Oh, Kevin, you changed your answer after I logged off. Yeah, I conceded because I I, I figured we have to have somebody go on. I mean, I do obviously want Tom Hanks, and I no, because I would have picked Tom Hanks too. Oh, okay. Then can we do Tom See, Hanks? Yeah, I'm the tiebreaker that would have picked Tom Hanks. So okay, so yeah, yeah. I uh, I think we have it all on record that I I just yeah. loved Austin Butler, and he made me want to watch that movie, and I love Tom Hanks, so I'm going Tom Hanks. I, I'm with you. I'm a Tom Hanks stand, so he's going to win. And I actually kind of really hate John Travolta. And he did seem like he liked being that character like too much in a weird way. Yeah. Not like not like in a way that he might be like non-binary or something. I think he's just like oh so fun as a woman. And I, I just really don't like him. I like John well, Travolta. And I hate Greece. And he's in Greece. Oh yeah, you do I'm mention Greece. that a lot. There are <laughs> allegations that he's like had sex with a uh, men masseuse. So that's fine. But like him being <laughs> fucking like him being just fucking weird. He's weird. There's no way. There's yeah. no other way around it. And uh, Tom Hanks is just a lovable guy. Yeah. Except he so, started. Actually, there's a big theory around that too, that he's like a pedophile, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. If yeah. Tom Hanks does anything bad in life, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'll do. Because, like, he is the, what you just imagine is, like, a wholesome, great guy, amazing actor, total package, family man, everything. He started COVID, Tom Hanks. He did. Yeah. Also, I watched him on SNL one time, and uh, at the end credits, I could tell he had a boner. <laughs> Must have yeah. been a kid in the audience. No, I, I, there, w- there was <laughs> There was like an attractive musical guest, and he he clearly had a boner. You're the only one that saw this, Kevin. I haven't heard this on anything else other than on Peak Freaks podcast. So you might be splitting up a whole new coconut. Yeah, this is breaking news. When was I, this episode? It was pro- I think it was like the uh the David S. Pumpkins one. But so we're I'll uh, I'll try to find some. Right, yeah, while Kevin while talk. while Kevin's doing the research, uh, Tom Hanks boner. <laughs> we're gonna move. We're gonna move on to uh, back to comedy, which I think is an amazing uh, competition right now. Is Eddie Murphy and the Nutty Professor versus Mike Myers and Austin Powers, where both of these characters in these movies play multiple people. So them heading up against each other in the finals for comedy is good. Dennis, would you say that Mike Myers in Austin Powers was better or Eddie Murphy in Nutty Professor? I think from my, what I personally say is a lot different than what I think is the correct answer. And so I, I'm all about truth, just like the whale, you know, what's, what's true. Honest. Yeah. And I, I'm going with the Nutty Professor because I think personally I would say 
I like the Austin Powers movies better, but I think the bigger cultural impact that suit is Eddie Murphy and the Nutty Professor. Do you guys know which one came out first? I think Austin Powers is my guess. But Fat Bastard was only in the second one. Okay. He was in Gold, Gold Member, right? No, he was in uh, The Spy Who Shagged Me, I think. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to watch those movies growing up, so I don't know. You can't now. <laughs> <laughs> no, my par- parents still Mommy says like it's me. okay. I, I My answer is I obviously like um, Austin Powers better. It's a much funnier movie and probably stands the test of time better, but there is no Mike Myers playing all these characters without the nutty professor. In my opinion, I don't want to fact check that, but I think it broke the ground. Plus, Oh, and you made a good point. Like he had to play nine different characters in these movies. <laughs> like that's a lot of work. So Eddie Murphy's a workhorse and I'm going to pick him. Wow. Okay. So that's, that's a good pick. I would have picked, if it was up to me, I was going to pick Mike Myers just because their fat suit was best. Cause they showed him just shirtless in ah. their Harry. And it's like, that's a good fat suit when Nutty professor covered it all up. And right now we're trying to hand it over to the makeup artist, but to confirm your facts, nutty professor, 1990. Oh fuck. I already forgot. 1996. Um, Austin powers Two, the spy who shagged me. 1999 so checks out i was gonna say there's no way it was before 96 that's crazy the nutty professor came out in 96 i would have thought early 2000s so the green goop was in the 90s yeah that's when it had a big time or it's big uh time in the spotlight so um on to drama we have brendan frazier in the whale versus tom hanks in elvis and I don't know. I think that this is a clear cut winner, but I'll let you guys decide who, who moves on the whale. Yeah. I say the whale. Yeah. I think that's an easy one. I don't even think we need to defend it. So now we have, which I think is an amazing head to head, uh, matchup is Brendan Fraser in the whale versus Eddie Murphy and the nutty professor. And I think nutty professor has the amount of times that he has to change into fat suits might be, the reason why he takes it home, but Brendan Fraser in The Whale, it's a, I almost say Grammy nominated, Oscar nominated film. <laughs> and I think that they were up for even like costume and makeup and all that as well. Someone may need to check me on that. Yeah, so. I, right. uh, I, I never thought I would have this debate in my head, <laughs> which one is better. I um, guess, what, what is the criteria of better? Is it how they look or like just the Personal impact. I think you weigh out pros and cons as to why one does better than the other and whatever comes up, there's no right or wrong answer. There's just a winner. I guess when I think of the word fat suit, I think of Nutty Professor. So it wins. Here's my answer. Brendan Fraser won the best actor for his portrayal in The Whale. Eddie Murphy probably didn't win shit for Nutty Professor, so we might as well wouldn't let him win this competition. Give him the, yeah. give him the credit. Okay, so for this competition, <laughs> comedy reigns supreme that it beats out drama when it comes to fat suits, and not because of makeup or the work that anyone put into making the suit look realistic, because... I mean, they looked good, but it looks like they literally just shoved a bunch of pillows <laughs> into <laughs> his stomach. When in Brendan Fraser's or in the whale, they had Brendan Fraser just straight up butt naked in the shower with a full fat suit on that they put in the movie. And that was very impressive. But, you know, I didn't expect anything different from 
us out of this that we went comedy over drama because i would say that this podcast leans more <laughs> comedy than it does drama and seriousness so. let me close it with this we are ending with two iconic claps we have brendan Fraser's clap his weird award clap and then we have eddie murphy's hercules 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 <laughs> 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 that would make a great clip <laughs> uh, that's amazing good job good job guys that ended up better than i thought so it was really fun i really like that yeah so owen challenged us to not only watch the whale he also challenged us to be the whale aka eat like the whale while watching it uh he left it open-ended he gave us freedom of however we wanted to handle that challenge and i will start off with mine because it is by far going to be the most underwhelming and these guys are going to hate me for it. Um, so I had this vision. I was thinking about it for a while. I was like, okay, like I don't like eating really that much. Um, so what I do like eating popcorn. So I went to the store and bought six bags of popcorn <laughs> with the intention of cooking them all at once and putting them in a giant bowl and eating it while I watched the movie. Uh, I failed to find a giant bowl in my apartment or at the grocery store. So I ended up, putting three bags of popcorn inside <laughs> of multiple bowls it it the picture isn't exactly that stunning it just looks like one bag really yeah. um yeah it looks it, like you have like a bowl for you and then like your three kids, kids. <laughs> yeah yes. so that that picture in my head was going to be this giant bowl and it just became so <laughs> underwhelming that i was like it's okay. like a normal kind of watching a movie popcorn bowl right yeah. Right. So I, I started off and I was munching away on that movie or during the movie. And unfortunately, like, I think we all learned the hard way. He doesn't eat until 13 minutes in the movie. Drove so me insane. Dude. <laughs> I wanted, I was so hungry. And I was like, dude, I just want to fucking eat. And my food was getting cold. So I just started nibbling. Wait, as the, we were supposed to wait until they, the guy ate. Well, well we, like, I, you didn't need to wait. But you were going to be potentially eating so much food that you're like, I better pace myself mm -hmm. uh, before. Sorry, I'm going to reposition. So, Kevin, did, how many bags did you get through? So, I oh. ended up eating probably all those mini bowls of popcorn. Like, so I had one big bowl, three mini bowls. I ate all three mini bowls. And then I was just so disgusted by the movie that I was like, I'm done with this challenge. Like, I don't want these calories. It was, it was very disappointing. I felt disappointed in myself, but I was just like, I, this is not my vice. I don't like eating. Like, this is just going to make me feel sick. Like I would rather do anything else. So I, I basically quit after one bag of popcorn. Sorry guys. Wow. So no dedication to the podcast at all, but no, I guess you're, Countless hours of editing and everything else make up for that. Kevin. Wait, I got one question though. Did you get that last piece of popcorn? <laughs> Did you get it? I'm Did sure the couch under the pillow in the hoodie. <laughs> I'm sure Did there's one it? on the ground somewhere that I'll enjoy later tonight. Yeah, as soon as you said popcorn, that's immediately what I thought about. That yeah. you eat popcorn off the ground to get super pumped up about it. I did go to the local, like, uh, I call it a bodega, but it's more just like a local corner store. And I bought, like, I think some beer and some the two or two boxes of popcorn. And the guy's like, beer and popcorn, good Saturday night, huh? And I was, I was like, you have no idea what I'm about to do with this popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I think we should go to Owen next on his 
uh, how he handled this challenge? Well, how I handled it was I documented every single thing that he ate as well as the amount of calories that he ate during the whole entire movie. But I also documented what I ate um, compared to what I ate wasn't as much, but like the calorie count when it comes to it wasn't as impressive as I thought as what he was going to eat in the whole entire movie. Yeah. Um, but I ate God, two skewers of yakitori chicken, which is just like teriyaki chicken, basically on skewers. Uh, it's a beef lo mein, uh, which is 800 calories. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I felt really bad after I saw that. I was like, oh, crap. And the uh, yakitori was 282. I had chocolate-covered pretzels, which is like 224 a, calories. Just like a small and bag of them? Just a few of them. And I looked at those calories like, holy shit, that's so much. Uh, peanut butter, like, pretzel nugget things that are filled with peanut butter, those pretzels. Oh, yeah. It's 150. And then margaritas have a ton of calories in them. I had three of them, and that equaled 744 calories. So I clocked in at a whopping 2,200 calories in about two hours. Damn. The sad part the sad part is, is I was like, I'm still pretty hungry. It didn't feel like that much food. And I think it's because it was so spaced out. I thought I was going to be eating nonstop. But they show them eat for like half a second, and they cut to something else. So I don't know. Yeah, honestly, what you just amazing. described, like, I'm probably not too off, far off of that on like a Saturday night, you know, a couple drinks, yeah, a big meal. Oh yeah, my I was gonna say that sounds like George after one hit of his pen. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him just go to CVS and just like he's oh. like, I need something sweet, I need something salty. <laughs> so wait, what was the, the final amount of calories he ate? Okay, so I'm gonna break it down by everything that he ate. So two KFC chicken breasts, which is 1,060 calories, a two liter Diet Pepsi, should have been Diet Coke, but no judgment here, zero calories. Wait, uh, but, can I just add something? Are you actually, like, I assumed he ate the whole bucket of chicken though. Yeah. So there were assumptions I did make and didn't make because I didn't know if that was old or new, like... Sure, maybe he ate the whole thing, but I'm going with on camera. Okay. Okay. What he did. I do think so, it's fair to assume that there wasn't a single drop left of whatever he ate, whatever he had yeah. in his hand. But I, I, oh, and I understand where you're coming from. Sure. I agree. Uh, a bowl of cereal. They didn't show what it was, but I'm guessing it was Reese Puffs and that was 120 calories for a normal serving size. I don't think that he probably went with the normal serving size, but we'll just keep it at 120. Three Musketeers bars. He had two of them for 522. Whole pork sandwich for 541 calories, which I found online, which is way less than I would have thought, but it looked very similar to it. And it looked amazing. I really wanted one. Um, another sandwich, don't know what it was. So I just went with a normal Jimmy John sandwich at 510 calories. That was a turkey. meatball sub. Meatball sub. No, oh, no, that's oh. later. There was the turkey sandwich that he had, 510 calories. Again, Jimmy John's numbers. I just went simple sandwich. Two meat lovers pizzas, which I think he ate the whole thing because they showed him get it and it was gone. So that is 7,200 calories. Wow. A slice of, oh wait, two of those pizzas he put together like a sandwich and was eating it yeah. during, the, during the binge scene. 
a slice of ham that he put on the sandwich, the pizza sandwich, which is 203 calories, uh, a tablespoon and a half of ranch, 109.5, handful of chips, 160 calories, chip sandwich, they dumps jelly on, that is... Bread is 160 calories for two slices. Chips is another 160 calories. Quarter cup of jelly is 200 calories. Two meatball subs with extra cheese. Doesn't show him eat it, but Liz got him two. And that's 1,832 calories. Coming to a total of about 13,287.5 calories eaten on the whale. Damn. Wait, I thought you beat him. No, I got 2,200 calories. Okay. I, I can honestly say that's less calories than I eat in a week or, or more calories than I eat in a week. So I look, that's what I was asking you guys. Was this between five days or seven days? It is five. And that rounded out only showing what he ate on screen was 2,757 calories. So they didn't show all day and other things, but. Oh, he's probably still, like the, the people in my 600 pound life. They eat like 8,000 calories a day. That's a lot. It is just crazy that he has like a battery drawer full of chocolate bars. Just nuts to me. <laughs> Why do you call it a battery drawer? Yes. It's it's like one of those drawers that you would store batteries in. A junk drawer? A junk drawer, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the battery drawer. That's I buy, I mean, Kevin's got a lot of devices in his heavy battery. <laughs> I would say about once a month, like after basketball, I'll like crack and buy a milky way bar at the gas station and i can't i hate myself for the next 24 to 36 hours yeah it is rough is order. Yeah. you're just <laughs> like that was that was empty calories that did nothing for me i enjoyed it for like less than 1.5 seconds dude him housing two three musketeer bars i was like oh if i did that i just feel so awful yeah <laughs> i do right, that so once a month <laughs> But then I, I, I mean, that's like all I eat. All right, Dennis, we have a lot of um, uh, on-camera footage of what you did, but can you give us a really quick synopsis of your process and then uh, show us what you did? Yeah, so I didn't really know what to do. Um, so I basically decided that for every minute, I was trying to think, what does a whale eat? And I think shrimp. <laughs> and so for every minute, I was going to eat a piece of shrimp in the film so the whole film was an hour and 56 minutes which comes to 116 minutes total so i documented my process with uh, a video let's see it all right let me get it going here two minutes dennis brevity is king the only thing <laughs> you can think about is what a big fat whale eats The movie is an hour and 56 minutes, so 116 pieces of shrimp. Here we go. Minute one of the whale. There's the whale. Ten minutes in. And shrimp down. Shrimp. 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 
I'm halfway done with the shrimp. Number 60 right here. That was yeah. so. That was so good. That I have so many amazing. questions. I have so many questions. <laughs> yes, I love that video. All right, we, can we have a, okay, Dennis. That first, that was fantastic. Like I think that is Oscar worthy in itself. Just like the editing and the flow and the vibe. Um, didn't you say shrimp was expensive in a previous pod? How much did that all cost? Yeah, it cost thirty two dollars for all that shrimp. And honestly, I got halfway through, which like the first ten pieces of shrimp, like nothing. Mm-hmm. Like I ate those right away. And then I got to 60 and I felt like I was going to throw up and I'm like, I can't do this. I am shocked. You got to 60. I don't think I could ever eat 60 pieces of shrimp. And it, I would be like, I don't want to eat shrimp anymore. It's actually not that many. Cal- it was, I think it came to like 600 calories. I'm not worried about the calories. It's just volume of shrimp. Oh yeah. And so oh, I was like, I'm going to stop and then eat, uh, eat it like tonight. Cause it, and because I couldn't finish the whole movie in one sitting. Um, and then I'm like, I can't eat fucking shrimp again. I'm proud of you, man. That's that's impressive. And that video is so damn good. I'm excited yeah. to share that. I, Thanks. Yeah, I'm done, I also, I'm done producing content. Like, it's eating up way too much of my time. Uh, <laughs> I at least imagine. a week. Nah, dude, you're going to have to keep it going. I don't know what's more important, this or your career. Yeah. It will become like the prop thing where by the end of a... Uh, Twin Peaks. It was just like felt way too forced. So this is way way better than your prop thing. Please spend For more sure. time on this. For sure. Um, okay. Well, that was great, Dennis. Thank you. I'm excited to share that video with everybody. Uh, what do you say we get into the whale? <laughs> Let's <Yeah>. do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I did pull up a plot. Um, and I just kind of broke it down by beats and I thought we can kind of use that as a jumping off point. Uh, so the whale starts off with someone getting off a bus and then we're in a lecture with the whale and his screen is black. What were you guys thinking at this time? That I am with him cause I never turn my screen on during company meetings. I'm so anti showing my face on screen. So good for him. Not doing it. I like his excuse that his camera's broken. So I'm gonna such an easy excuse, but yeah, the future. I uh I actually love the opening scene just because it like my expectations for this movie were like, uh, this is gonna be like some fucking drawn out, boring piece of shit movie. Um but for some reason seeing like a computer screen and like him lecturing, I don't it just changed my mindset of how the movie's gonna be. 
Couldn't agree more. Like that opening scene, it just hooked me instantly. And it, it made me feel like this is going to be a good movie and I'm, I'm along for the ride. Yeah. And I, I didn't know it was an A24 movie, which I, I feel like every A24 movie I've ever seen has been good. Yeah. My, uh, so he is an English professor, like a writing professor for like some kind of college or community college or something. I was just wondering, like, do you guys remember anything from your English class, college, freshman year? Yeah. Um, I was in women in writing class <laughs> and uh, I only remember there's a lady that put her kids in the oven, I guess. Huh? During class? <laughs> no, some famous woman. <laughs> oh, right. the, oh, that book. Oh, the bell needs not, or the hand jar or the hand bar or something. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. What, that's what I got out of women in writing. Just there's a, there's a crazy girl that put her kids in the oven. Yeah, for the record, there is an author, a famous author of a famous book that died from putting their head in an oven. Oh, yeah. How much did that education cost? <laughs> uh, I, I did, no, I did uh, really love my freshman year English class. And like, I still think about that class like once a week. So it's like that, this just like when I saw he was an English professor, I was like, oh, like these guys can have like a really big impact. Like it's really helped me as a writer. So, um, I didn't have much else there. Just I, I they did the aspect ratio of the film throw you off just that it was like square. Was it square? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. I wonder if that was a choice to make them look fatter or something or. Kevin, are you sure it was? Wait a minute. If, if it is square, that might just be to like make it seem like if it's adapted from a play and it's like. Right. -ish, I think that that might have been on purpose to, oh just to make it make it feel a little more uh, like intimate and stage like. Yeah. Like as opposed to like Dune, which is like wide as possible. Right. Yeah. Did you not even notice that, Dennis? No. And I just looked at the video and yeah, it was square. I didn't even fucking notice. I'm so, I guess I'm used to like Twin Peaks. Yeah. No, that, that just caught my attention. All right. So then uh, after that scene, we cut to 600 pound Charlie is masturbating to gay pornography. He has chest pain before he is greeted by a missionary who reads him an essay to help with the pain. Man, that uh, it starts off big with that scene. Yeah. Did you guys eat during that scene? I was eating shrimp while he was jerking off. <laughs> it felt weird. No, because the, the, the rule was supposed to eat every time he eats, so I didn't. But uh, no, but I oddly, I wanted to eat during that time, not because of what was going on in the film, just because I was starving. Um, I mean, I definitely was eating popcorn during that scene, just soaking it all in. I mean, that's the movie's baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised he could reach a dick. I did. I did think that too. I was like, "How do you? How does that work?" I don't want to get into like fat masturbation or anything like that, but I was very curious, especially when they showed him in the shower and how low his stomach hung. Yeah, it was like down past his knees, which made me think that like, did they do a good job with this fat suit? It seemed like they like did it wrong, and they only did it just so they could show him in the shower naked. No, they have like this idea of being like, "I'm just going to show this guy in the shower naked like this." Yeah, no, it's like it hangs low. Like some people's like touch the ground, their belly, and uh, they're like some they haven't seen their dicks in years. They they can't see it at all because they're fat. I couldn't get past that 
it didn't look like a fat guy. It looked like a skinny guy or a skinnyish guy in a fat person suit. His frame was just too small to be like that big. It just didn't add up. I agree. I think it was poorly done, even though it was like amazing. Mm-hmm. It just, I was like, you could have made it better. Right. Like, I want to see what they based it off of. And I'd be like, okay, that looks good. And another note, Sarah asked seriously if Brendan Fraser gained all that weight or if it was a fat <laughs> suit. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Clearly a fat suit. That's a question that Lisa would ask, too. <laughs> the writer-director would be crucified if they made somebody gain that much weight. You're basically telling somebody to kill themselves. <laughs> uh, the uh, other thing I was just thinking about is just like, this guy won't even stand up. He won't leave the couch but he will jerk off it just goes to show like what you'll put your body through just to come you know <laughs> right on brother there's sometimes like that urge just trumps everything else going on in your life but i've never jerked off so continue okay yeah i forgot this is a catholic podcast <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so after that, I mean, it comes in pretty hot. That mi- I, I love that that missionary comes in and all of a sudden we're back to another religious element. We can't avoid religion. I don't know if it's just our picks or if it's just everything has a little bit of religious element to it. Yeah, I was, I mean, I, I was very confused by the whole read this thing. Um, where yeah. Read the, the essay. And mm-hmm. I, we didn't know, we had no idea what that was at the beginning, obviously, but. I'm like, oh, this might might must be his way to calm himself down. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is his way of because he is in like basically having a heart attack or dying. So he has people or he has some guy read him an essay to calm him down. Um, I don't think I have anything else on that opening scene. You guys got anything? No. All right. So then we get to Charlie's nurse friend saves Charlie and kicks the missionary out and encourages Charlie to go to the hospital. I, I would like to say that, oh, and you said earlier you didn't like that lady's acting? No. Oh, I think she's great. She was in the movie Downsizing, and I really liked her, and she's been in other stuff. I think she's a really yeah. good actress. She's in The Menu, and she was really good in that. Um, oh, I love that movie. Yeah. I, I actually Ooh. thought her acting was like the best in the whole mm-hmm. film. So like when you were going on that rant, I was really biting my tongue. Same. <laughs> you guys just don't know good if it hit you across the face well, I would, you, she's you talked about how great Brendan Fraser was and then like 30 seconds ago you're like ah oh, you look horrible, horrible in that fat suit or well, no, just, well, uh, he played it well yeah yeah. no she's up there with Eddie Murphy in my opinion <laughs> um yeah so um oh she does take his blood pressure and I don't know what my blood pressure is and I have no gauge for blood pressure I wrote that down too. They said like 258 or something. I was like, I have no clue if that's good, bad, or other. Like you Same. told me my blood pressure was like, I'm going to die tomorrow. I'm like, I feel pretty good. So that's probably good. No clue what it is. So I guess that's good for us. Cause that means that we probably don't have problems. We have to yeah. check it, but yeah. I, 258 over something. I, I assumed it was funny. bad. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that must be bad. Right. Um, I did have one quick question for you guys. Do you like, if you guys are feeling sick or injured or like you just, something feels off about you, do you go to the doctor or do you need somebody to like kind of pressure you and force you to go to the doctor? I have no clue the last time I've even been to the doctor for 
other than like a checkup, a yearly checkup that I don't get yearly. I get <laughs> every once in a while. I'm like, shit, I should probably go and they can fit me in. So I guess I'll go. But it's been years since I've yeah. even gone. So I never go to the I, hospital. I mean, I go to the doctor all the time for my kids, but for myself, yeah. um, what I was about to go on vacation last year and I'm like, I need to just go because I thought I had an ear infection, which you need antibiotics for. That's the only reason I went, but I wouldn't have gone if I didn't think I needed medicine to cure it, you know? Yeah. I just really related to his aversion for the doctor. Like, I think a lot of people are watching that movie. Like, why doesn't he just go to the doctor? Why doesn't he go to the doctor? But I'm like, I just never go to the doctor. I just end up, it ends up bundling into like so much money and they always end up like, I don't know. It's just a really unfortunate experience for me always. They just send you home. They're like, you're fine. So it's like there is, unless I literally think I'm dying, I don't think I'm going because it is always just bullshit. And you get there and you wait for hours. You're like, I'm like, I need to see someone. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's a whole racket, I think, doctors. So I I agree with you, Kevin. He probably is like, what are they going to tell me that I don't already know? Like Mm -hmm. it's useless and I'm not going to change. Yeah. My anecdote is always, I went to a doctor once. They told me I had an infection or whatever. They made me stay in the hospital overnight. They hooked me up to an IV for 30 minutes. I was in the hospital for the next 18 hours. I didn't see a doctor until the last five minutes. So I basically paid $2,000 for a hamburger that they gave me for lunch. It's just (laughs) like, why did I do this? Oh yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. My, my kids have been in the, hospital for days and it it feels like you see the doctor for like five minutes and you're like they basically go oh you had a fever now you gotta stay here another day so it's like yeah it's a racket um so after that charlie orders a pizza i kept reading it as gambinos just because i like childish gambino but i think it might have been gambinos it's gambino i put a note in that too and i said a great opening song would be childish gambino the key there is he doesn't interact with the delivery man, and it seems like it's a pretty ongoing thing. And that delivery man needs to fucking back off. Yeah. It's so annoying. Like, dude, there is nothing more than I hate than, like, interacting people. Can you imagine interacting? Like, cab drivers, you're in the same vehicle, so every once in a while, like, they talk. That's reasonable. But someone dropping off food at your house and yelling through your window is oh, yeah. insanity. Like, drop off the food and fucking leave. I don't remember that. So was the was he trying to like make an active relationship with them, the delivery man? The delivery guy, every time he dropped off, because Charlie would say, hey, the money is in the mailbox. The guy's like, oh, drop it here. Are you okay? And the guy's yeah. like, Charlie's like, yeah, I'm fine. Fucking stop. Yeah. Me, <laughs> like, I ordered pizza and had it delivered so I didn't have to deal with the outside world, man. <laughs> like, yeah. get out of here. How do you not remember that, Kevin? I, it just like, didn't stand out to me. It just didn't oh, stand man. out. I think that, that I walked away with the movie thinking about that more than anything yeah. else. Uh, <laughs> about how it, much I hated that delivery, man. Oh, yeah. Actually, like last week, I ordered Chipotle delivered. Um, and usually I just drop it off at the front door. But this person like rang my doorbell for like five minutes. And I was like on a call. And then I finally go out there and get it. And she's like, I just wanted to say I love your house. And I'm like, fuck off. Like <laughs> That is so I, annoying. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it was for a tip or you're just fucking crazy or what. Some people just like human interaction. And I don't think we fall in that boat. (laughs) No, I I don't order delivery. So I don't really know. I always just go get it. But 
Um, nothing else there unless you guys have anything. No, the pizza looked good though. Yeah, that would be nice to order a pizza. Maybe I'll do that this weekend. Um, all right, so Charlie's estranged daughter Ellie visits. We learned that Charlie had an affair with a student before leaving their family. Yeah, so that was a twist. I did not think he would have a daughter at the start of this movie. Did you recognize the actress that played the daughter? Yes, yeah. Thanks, girl. I actually did not know her from Stranger Things. I knew her from Taylor Swift's All Too Well music video. Have you guys seen that one? Yeah. is that, That's the Jake Gyllenhaal one, right? Yeah. I've yeah. seen it one time. I don't remember her in it. So. Oh, man. I love that one. I must have seen it a hundred times. Um, okay. Yeah. Do, I don't know when we get to the shower scene. I don't have a note in the beats, but I just know the shower scene is horrific. It was before she got in. It was because they showed his like daily routine, his bedroom and all that. And they just showed his stomach way too low again. And his frame not being right, like you said, Kevin. Mm-hmm. And I think they made his stomach that low just so they could show him butt naked. That's my opinion. So sticking to it. So the next beat I have is the nurse confronts the missionary about like having a pastor at the church. Char- and we also learned that Charlie's ex partner killed himself because of the church where his parents were belonging or something. And we also learned that he is the brother of the nurse that takes care of Charlie. And then Charlie chokes on that sandwich. Wait, so I didn't know until right now that he killed himself. I thought he had cancer. No, he killed himself. They found him in the lake. They pulled him from the lake. She had to, the nurse, Charlie's caretaker, had to identify him because they didn't recognize Charlie as being like family. Mm -hmm. Um, He killed himself. And it was because of the church. Because he was like gay in the church. Yeah, just because he was so ashamed of the life he was living compared to like his religious upbringing. I, oh, see, I was thrown up. I, I must have missed that part. And I was thrown off by the one girl, his wife later on going, I met your husband once and he didn't look well. And I was like, Oh, he must have had cancer or something. This is probably the part where you're punching the wall. Cause you're like, why does the delivery man keep talking to him? Yeah. <laughs> 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 fucking Chipotle. I know my house is nice. No, I was so nervous <laughs> about this fucking shrimp and filming the video. <laughs> that seems- yeah, that seems stressful. So I, I get it. So Dennis, you you'll be a good person to listen to this podcast yeah. when it comes out to see how the what went on in the movie. I don't know if you guys know this about me, but there is a part in the uh, that scene where she says, come on, Charlie, like chew your food like a normal human being. I do not chew my food like a normal human being. No, me neither, I, man. I inhale food. I just straight so up inhale I. it. Right before the podcast, I was eating dinner and I was eating chicken and I recognized it's like, man, I like chewed for two seconds and just swallowed <laughs> like everything. I was like, this is so bad for me. I just need to take my time and eat. But it's yeah, uh, think- it, it's funny because my girlfriend will be like, how are you eating that? It's like flaming hot. It just came out of the oven. I'm like, because it doesn't even touch my tongue. It's going right down the gullet. <laughs> nice trick. So yeah. I think it comes from me being so picky that like I just got so used to like at a young age eating food I didn't like the taste of. And it's just like, I'm just so used to like just getting it right down the throat. Yeah. I'm the same way because I'll eat, I'll be eating like a whole meal and then Lisa will like be eating and she'd be like, oh my God, this food's stale. And I'm like, I have no fucking clue. (laughs) Already in my stomach. Like my brain hasn't even registered the taste of it. 
I didn't expect us to bond on that so much. I wonder if there's something to that. But um, next beat, the daughter gives. Uh, this is the point where my beats. I just start calling him the whale. Yeah, why do you? Yeah, why do you keep calling him beats? Oh, just because like beats are like the beats of a movie. There's like quick plot points. It's a very like industry term. I'm kind of sounding snobby now. Very sick, bro. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to like a whole plot. Like it's just like the bang, 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 bang. Okay. Cool. Da- next beat. <laughs> it's a visualizer. Okay. The daughter gives the, the daughter gives the whale Ambien to pass out. She and the missionaries. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the daughter the daughter gives the whale Ambien. Okay. The daughter gives the whale Ambien to pass out. She and the missionary smoke weed. The daughter blackmails the missionary to go home to his family. Oh, wow, we're already there. It's a pretty fast movie. I mean, it's two hours, but like, yeah, we're covering everything. Okay. Yeah, I'm was... surprised that Ambien didn't kill. I don't know like what his, his health was awful. So I can imagine that any pills that are outside of just heart medication or something would kill him. So I was shocked that she just fed it to him. And I mean, I guess I wasn't shocked because she was awful. <laughs> she what is was such that? a terrible person, but. I was shocked that he woke up from it. What was the point of her doing that? I think maybe she just wanted to be alone with that uh, guy. Oh, because okay. she did invite him to come back. Yeah, I mean, I did. I did like. I think my favorite part of this movie was the relationship between the whale and the girl, and yeah. especially when they found the uh, notebook, and it was like, uh, I want to say Sudoku, but I don't, the haiku, a haiku of. Basically, I hate, I hate it here. This apartment smells, blah, blah, blah. And he was realizing it was a haiku as he read it. And he was like laughing and impressed. Yeah. 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 I, I love that part. And just like how his whole mission was to find someone just authentic and real. And like it was his daughter. I can't ignore what you just said there, Dennis. Because one of my uh, things I kept thinking about was how bad does this apartment smell? Oh, yeah. It's got to be awful. Oh, I, yeah. Or smells amazing because he wants so much food in there that it might just smell like, and you know that none of it's going to be going to waste and like rotting in the trash can. So might smell pretty good in there, like pizza subs or chicken. I I used to work with a guy that used to weigh like 400 pounds and I would go in the bathroom after him and it was like the worst smell you could, like, I don't know. It's just like, you can't even imagine the smell. It's so oh. bad. Um, I do think we should continue. The missionary goes home after a disagreement with Charlie. So basically, she blackmailed that kid to go to his home, which is weird though, because like they made like smoking weed such a big deal. Like he was so guilty about smoking weed, and nowadays it's like nobody gives a shit. Where is he from, though? Iowa, religious family. Yeah, that's the that only thing sense. that's like it, it made sense. There's parents out there that uh like just shun their kids and make them send them away. And he was pretty brainwashed to think he was actually doing something really bad. Yeah, for sure. Okay. The daughter and the mom are at the whales. The mom discovers the whale has been saving money behind the mom's back. Charlie wants to do one good thing with his life before dying, is what we learned there. I that caught me off guard too, because I it, it, I was making me think because he says like I don't leave the house like where would I spend money and I, I couldn't fathom that like do we really think he saved that much money just by not leaving the house? No, I feel like he's like all I spend it on is rent, 
food and whatever else. I'm like, dude, your food bill is 10 times higher than any normal person. And yeah, we're also plus- paying rent. So you just replaced it with the other stuff. Like you're not saving that much money, man. Especially as like a high school teacher. Was he a high school teacher or a professor? I think he was a professor. Was right? college. Yeah. college. Okay. So probably a little bit more, but. I couldn't justify that in my head either. I'm like, yes, I'm sure you save money by not going to restaurants and not like drinking and not like going to you concerts. You don't think stuff. he save? He had like 120, like over 10 years. I guess that's not that crazy amount. Like 10 grand a year, less than that. I'm sure. Why did they show the bus stop at the beginning, by the way? Do you guys know? No, maybe just to show like where he lives. Just like in a desolate Nowheresville area. Yeah. yeah. I suppose if you were living in Nowheresville, Iowa, you could probably, or Idaho rather, you could save a lot of money. Oh yeah. And this, this took place in like 2016, right? Bro, it's not present because they're like talking about Marco Rubio and like the Republican primaries from like 2016. Didn't catch that part. So I, I honestly don't know. Yeah, it does. Charlie finally meets the pizza man and then the guy kind of like is disgusted by him or something. So then he goes on an eating binge and then he is fueled by that and gets pissed off and goes online and tells his students to write something honest. Is the pizza man the person that made him go on the binge though? According to what I read, yes. (laughs) I don't remember. He's fucking waiting for anything to go on a bench. He's like, you know, I get it because that freaking that that delivery guy would make me go on a bench. He's pissing me off so much. You want to see me this whole time that you finally get a look at me, and that's how you act. He saw him and like dipped out really quick. I like Dennis. that. Guy. I like Dennis's theory where it's like, I I think I'm comparing it to like drinking. Like, oh oh, I won something. I get this drink. Oh, I'm sad. I get to drink. Yeah. <laughs> Like he fucking stubs his toe and he goes on a binge. <laughs> yeah. Every night, every night is some sort of issue and has to go on a binge to feel better. Um, yeah, I did just like that. Just be honest thing where he's talking to his students because then he finally reveals his face on camera. I don't really remember what the reaction was. Was it pretty memorable or was it just like, oh, 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 no. Some people took screenshots with their phones and uh, it was... I think it's just kind of like what you expect. People are like, oh, shit. And like they know the camera's on them, so they don't want to react too much. Mm -hmm. But you know that they're like sending texts after that. Like, holy shit, dude. I think I did laugh at the beginning when the kid accidentally sends a chat to the group instead of the one person. And he said, like, what the fuck is this? When the fuck is he going to get his camera fixed? And he's like, hey, Brandon, like, I think you meant to send that to the group or to a person, not the group. Yeah, that's kind of lame. Oh, I thought that was uh, funny and very. I thought relatable. that was good and relatable because yeah. like everyone's been there, and it's such it's so embarrassing when it happens. After that, Charlie, close to death, is with his nurse and his daughter. Um, the nurse leaves, and it is revealed that the essay from earlier was his daughter's from eighth grade. He has his daughter read it to him as he's potentially dying. So what? What did you guys before you found it out? It was the daughter's. Whose essay did you think it was? Or like, I, what did you think it was? I thought it was a random student that he just really liked. I agree. I thought the same thing. I thought it was his boyfriend's and like that. Cause he was a student. Oh. And that's like how he fell in love with him. Didn't think, he, didn't at some point they have somebody else read a different essay? No, it's always about the whale. Right. The, 
the whole oh we never really talked about the moby dick metaphor but i don't yeah. never read moby dick so i don't get any of it <laughs> well it's just boring scenes when about the guy's boring read the essay <laughs> okay okay <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was just, a, I, I really did just thought, I thought this movie was so like tight, the plot, like it's only something a p- former play could pull off where it was just like all the small details accounted for just really yeah. succinct and just really satisfying by the time we got to this point. Even, even in the essay, which I didn't, I don't know really the story, but I mean, I know the general idea about Moby Dick and Heidi, uh, hunting the big white whale. Um, but the beginning of the essay talks about how he was sharing the bed with another man mm-hmm. and and then it kind of goes into how boring his life is and he's just trying to fulfill it with hunting this whale but he's actually hiding from something out or killing he's trying to kill the whale because he thinks it will um help his his normal life which is kind of like what the whole thing's about the guy's trying to kill himself because he thinks it's gonna help solve all his issues i'm like losing my voice right now i don't know why yeah but, yeah it's all, it's all good um I mean, really, like the overall theme of this is just like good or bad people. And because I thought it was really interesting at the end, like we're, he's the whole time he's trying to like he's convinced his daughter's good. His mom's convinced the daughter's bad. And it kind of comes to a climax with like, is she going to read this essay or not? Because the essay like could save her dad potentially. And she does end up doing it. So she does have a redeemable trait at the end. Yeah. What did that? Yeah. The- oh, go ahead. Owen. I was just going to say he's the nicest human being like in the world only cared about taking care of other people or wanting them to be good and could see all good redeeming qualities in any single person and i don't know i just felt so bad for him the whole entire movie his daughter was such a bitch but like he's like she's good look at what she did for this boy that was part of that church thing even though you know that her intentions definitely weren't good <laughs> trying to get that kid back home or whatever. It just ended up that way. She's just evil. And he just saw all the good in her. And oh, and- her re- reading at the end, I don't know. I think she just wanted to connect with her dad. What I think you're forgetting, it. though, is like we're seeing a phase of this guy's life where he was clearly like a bad person in the eyes of a lot of people. He had a wife he didn't tell her he he like liked men he like had a daughter with her he abruptly left with a student he kind of and from what i read like he kind of like used the mom just to have a kid bring a kid into the world so like yes he does seem like he's a very nice person now but like you can i made me realize why a lot of people don't think he's such a great guy and why he doesn't think he's such a great guy yeah and i mean are we are we on the last scene here right now yeah yeah so charlie appears to die with the memory of his wife and daughter at the beach playing. Yeah. So the whole last scene, I, I think is up for grabs of what actually happened. Like, mm-hmm. cause there's a weird part. The whole movie is like really fucking dark and it was really annoying at points where I'm like, this is so hard to fucking see what is going on. Dude, I agreed. I watched it during the day and I couldn't see shit. Yeah. So the last scene where, it gets really bright and where she's like reading the essay and it's really bright. And then it's like, she goes, daddy. And, uh, I think that's all just like what he wanted for so bad is like, this girl's good. She's good. She's good. And like, he forced it so bad. And it's like, maybe didn't even happen, you know, cause he died and it was like his last vision, I guess. So you're saying that this movie's just like Adam Sandler's click. 
Yes. <laughs> Where Welcome he gets to rewind, rewind a- and fast forward everything, but he goes back and he's married with uh, his wife and kid, who's good, not bad. That's a fat suit movie. He wears a fat suit at the end. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, Dennis, I don't. I know you've seen First Reformed, right? The Ethan Hawke movie where he's the priest. Yeah, but I never saw the ending, which they, oh. they don't watch the ending, right? That movie. <laughs> it's exactly the same. Like one of those open-ended, did he die? Did he live? Is he just remembering what he wants? But yeah. this movie is so much like Paul Schrader, the guy who wrote and directed that, I believe, who also did like Taxi Driver and a few other movies. Oh. They are all they all have the same thing. Like it ends like ambiguously like this. So that yeah. kind of upset I, me. I think it's lazy dude, to I, do that. I felt like it was so cut and dry, straightforward that he just died. And that was it. No, he dies. But <laughs> I think oh. the last scene, like where he's talking to his daughter, parts of it, I think, are not what actually happened. It's just what oh, he wanted to yeah, believe yeah. as he was dying. So she goes, Daddy. No, yes, yeah, yeah. At one point, she acts, she finally acts like a kid and goes, Daddy. And I'm like, this, that, I bet that didn't actually happen. You know, yeah, okay, so that's where we wrap up with the movie. I would say (laughs) my thoughts on it I ended up really liking it, really glad I watched it. I gave it like an 8.5 out of 10. Um, and I definitely would just I'd recommend it to other people. I just it's really it's very disturbing in some parts, but he's just there's so much sweetness to it that it kind of outweighs that. Yeah, I was never bored during the entire movie, and so that's that's a good feat for a movie. So I gave it an eight out of 10 and I just like the, the vibe of like a shitty person, you know, just mm-hmm. watching their life. So um, I liked the movie as well. I liked how nice of a person Charlie seemed and he seemed to look out for everyone else, but himself. Um, it was good as entertained the whole time. I just felt bad for him. Most of the time. That's how I felt. And I didn't like the acting though. I know I made that clear and I didn't think the acting was very good at all other than Brendan Fraser to stand by that part. Just to get an outside perspective, did Sarah like it? Yes, she did. I think I'll have to ask. Yeah. These artsy movies can be so hit or miss. I'm just glad this one actually panned out. My three year old watched the second half of it. Oh yeah. What'd they think? And uh, he kept asking me why they keep calling it the whale. And I'm like, they're, they're not. Because I, I kept calling him the whale. <laughs> like, I probably shouldn't say this. He's gonna call, like, yeah, he's going to have a fat, fat teacher in school. Whale. Yeah. Because yeah. he asked me today. He's like, what was that whale movie? And I'm like, oh. Uh, that's yeah, cute. So. <laughs> All right, Dennis, on that note, what's your pick? Um, So my pick's a little different than anything we've done so far. This this type of media, at least. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been up on the news, but there's been a big whistleblower recently, um, and it's a a former military official that's come out and basically said that the U.S. has in possession a non-human spacecraft. And I so, have heard this. I have yeah, heard something about. There's this. an hour news interview with this guy that came out like three days ago <laughs> that basically talks about uh he he talks about all like he's a whistleblower so all the things the government is hiding about ufos and aliens and all that stuff i love it what's it called it's called we are not alone it's on news nation i'll 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 send you it it's like 40 it's like 50 minutes long 
This sounds fantastic. Yes, I agree. Because I actually, the other day, was thinking about how there's so much like unsealed documents of UFOs and like basically saying like UFOs are out there. They're real. And I'm like, why isn't anyone like really digging into this and be like, it's here. And why isn't that catching everyone's attention? Oh, yeah. I, like, I need to get into that, but I can't find myself to actually doing it. So this is literally perfect. I'm yeah. pumped. there's someone that brought it to my attention and is basically saying the world should be talking about this this should be the number one story why aren't we talking about this and they don't want me to say their name but i'm gonna call him mr b um (laughs) mr b might be joining the podcast to talk about this but his face might be blacked out and his voice might be altered 